Welcome to Reading Between the Reels. I'm Matt Leader, and we have another bonus episode for you with a regular episode coming up again next week. I'm Craig Dickinson, and today on the show, we have two guests that were uh, gracious enough to, to share their time with us and join in on a special Star Wars discussion over Zoom uh, with some of our students. Today, we have Aaron Harris, who is the co-host of Star Wars Reactions. Uh, he's also a former Coffee with Kenobi blogger, so I know him from that. Great guy, and he had a lot of fun talking to our students. And we have returning to the show, Brian Young, who was a guest on our 12th episode. So if you haven't checked that out, please go back and, and listen to that. Uh, Brian's extremely knowledgeable, had a great time, always loves talking Star Wars, uh, and had some really interesting insights to share with our students. So we hope you enjoy the audio from both of those. Aaron, welcome in. Okay, Antonio, why don't you go ahead and ask your question and then uh, unmute, please. What got you into Star Wars? What got me into Star Wars? Wow. Um, I actually grew, grew up with Star Wars as a kid. Um, watched it watch it on TV, watched VHSs till it uh, wore the old cassette tapes out. And then... Uh, back in, I kind of got away from it, but then in 2013, yeah, 2013, a friend of mine took me to uh, an event they have at Disney called Star Wars Weekends, and that really just reminded me how much I enjoyed it, and I've been gung-ho ever since. Uh, that's a that's a great question. And uh, I'm just going to start with just a uh, a random question that I actually know the answer to, but I would want to hear Aaron uh, tell us. Uh, Aaron, who's your favorite Star Wars character? Chopper. <laughs> Chopper from Star Wars Rebels, the last remake. By far, he is my favorite. She's got perfect mix of attitude and caring. So he's just, I don't know. He just resonated with me when I uh, first saw him on screen. So that was an easy one. I still, it looks like this is my shy group all of a sudden. And I know I have some super fans in this class that asked some great questions yesterday. Hopefully uh, you don't feel like there were answers. Oh, there he is. See, there's one of them right now. So, Brody, why don't you go ahead and uh, unmute and ask your question? Um, so what would happen if uh, instead of Luke becoming a Jedi, if um, Princess Leia became a Jedi? Like if they switched roles? I think we have a very interesting set of movies. Um, no, I... I I don't think things would have changed much. I think she would have been a lot more focused uh, on her mission. Um, I don't think she would have been all into the redemption of Vader like Luke was and redeeming, redeeming, trying to help save his father. She would have been more on the uh, eat the empire kick. Um, 
but I think it would have taken us down a completely different path that I honestly think would have been quite enjoyable. Make a great what if uh, series if uh, Lucasfilm decided to copy Marvel and go that route. Uh, let's see. While I'm waiting for them to muster up their courage, Aaron, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? My favorite Star Wars movie is actually the original 1977 New Hope, uh, as they call it now, but Star Wars. It was the first one I ever saw. It has got just a lot of sentimental value to me. Um, and just the com- the completeness of the story that's in that it tells uh, is you could stand alone, watch it stand alone, and not have any issues. Uh, even if you saw it, didn't see another one. And to me, it was just very complete, very well done, and ahead of its time. And I. A New Hope is definitely my favorite. Yeah, I, I, I love that answer. Uh, that's the first one that we watched. We did watch, uh, just for clarification, we watched episode four, then five, then one, two, three, and then six. So uh, I tend to agree that A New Hope is the perfect entry point uh, yeah. for Star Wars because it explains everything so well. Uh, and it's meant to be dropped in the middle of. And so... I, I think it, it and it's self-contained, right? If that's the only Star Wars yeah. movie that you see, you get a beginning, middle, and end, and you could be done at that point. Uh, Brody, looks like you have another question. So, in your opinion, who would you think is the strongest Sith Lord? Strongest Sith Lord that we have seen. You know, it, it would have to be Palpatine. He's the, he's the one that put everything in motion. He's the one that did all the manipulating. He's the one that controlled Anakin. Uh, even though Anakin was extremely powerful, he was the one that controlled it. Uh, and in fact, that it took two Jedi to beat him in Rey and in um, Ben Solo to finally defeat him. That says, no, uh, that is a wonder. So says a lot. So I would definitely still say Palpatine is, is the strongest Sith Lord that we've that we've seen in the movies. Uh, I'm sure if we went back into some of the books and some of the games, we could find I, we could go uh, down some other tangents there. But in the movies, definitely Palpatine. Yeah, and I, I love that you brought that up because uh, one of the things I wanted to do yesterday after we finished the film was kind of introduce the fact that there is this uh, extra, there's there's le- there's the expanded universe and there's the additional films and there's books. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're interested in, in, in what we've done, if you've we've kind of whet your appetite, then go pursue those things and you know we follow the movies to their conclusion, read those books, get some of those questions answered yeah. uh, that you might have after watching these first couple of films. Oh yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot out there that expands on the books or excuse me, on the movies, whether it's books, some of the comics, uh, even some of the video games even expand 
the story there and tell fabulous stories uh, in in the galaxy. So those are definitely, if you're interested beyond movies, definitely hit those up. And even some of the uh, animated series were good. Clone Wars, Rebels. Rebels was my far my favorite. Uh, even Resistance. And uh, all have great stories from different points of view to tell and are really, really good. And they all tie into the movies. So Great. Uh, Carter has a question. Uh, what's the difference between a blue and green lightsaber? Basically... See, you, you, that's not my strong point there. I'll, I'll admit to that. Basically, it's the meaning behind the saber. Um, I can't, I, I'll honestly admit, I don't have those memorized, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Um, I'd actually have to look up. Um, but it's a matter of the Jedi's character. Uh, and how it the color defines their character traits. Um, the exact definitions of what the blue stands for, what the green stands for, I d honestly don't know off the top of my head, but I do know it relates to the character traits that the particular Jedi has. That's a good question, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know off the top of my head either. I know that you can find that stuff in the lore. Uh, but my follow-up question would be, if you could pick between those two, which color would you go with? Blue. One, it's my favorite color. Two, my favorite guy, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, his was blue. So it would just naturally be blue. Awesome. Okay, looks like we got a few more hands. Uh, and Brian Young is joining us as well. So we've got a couple of people coming in we can ask questions to. Which is fantastic. Uh, let's start with uh, Taylor. Taylor, why don't you go ahead and ask your question? If you would have to pick between what's like what lightsaber in the canon and non-canon, uh, which lightsaber would you choose? If I had to choose one, um, I'd probably go with probably the most diverse one I can think of, which would be Ezra Bridger's. Because it doubles as a blaster. Uh, it shoots, a, it's a blaster and a lightsaber all in one. So you're covered no matter what you need. So I'm going to go ahead and direct that to, to Brian as well. What what lightsaber would you pick, yeah. Brian? Canon or, or not? Um, if I were going to build a lightsaber, I mean, like I built one at Galaxy's Edge that I quite like that's personal to me. But if I was going to take one, it would probably be Luke's green saber. I really love that saber and seeing it for the first time is pretty magical. Uh, let's see. Antonio, why don't you ask your question? Who's your least favorite character? I'd probably have to go with Greedo uh, because we just don't see him enough. If we could see him more, I probably would like him more, but he's very short-lived. So, and he did shoot first. So, I I don't necessarily have a least favorite, but I have one I dislike the most. 
and that's Palpatine because that guy is just evil and awful. Fair enough. Uh, okay. Let's see, Lucas, jump in with your question. All right, so I have a question for Brian. Um, what would you choose? This is canon, non-canon. Um, what do you think? Which lightsaber would you choose? A gold lightsaber or a white lightsaber? Um, what was it? It was I heard a white, a white one or a what lightsaber? Between white and gold. Um, you know, I think I'd probably pick white. I think Ahsoka with her white sabers uh, and the way that she got those sabers where she had to kind of take red crystals back from a, uh, a dark side user and an inquisitor and sort of bleed them back from white is, is really cool. And, and I think that that kind of uh, exemplifies her path through, um, you know, through the Jedi order and how that worked. Gold lightsabers are cool, and they're sort of more tinged toward, I think, the um, the 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 uh, you know the Jedi Sentinels in the temple, and and that's kind of cool too. But but I much prefer Ahsoka and those white sabers, and I would pick white if I could, especially with the story of how you'd have to get a white saber. Uh, so we've had some things in the chat. Looks like we've already answered. And let's see. Annabella says, which character do you prefer better, Darth Sidious or Yoda? And if you had to choose a side, would it be the dark side or the light side? I'm going to ask this to Aaron because I know he's got to head out. So this might be the last thing he can say and then let Brian have a crack at it. All right. Well, uh, would I prefer? I prefer Yoda. Uh, he's just as wise as he could be. Um, and I had to choose between the light and the dark. Always choose the light. Yeah, I think, it, you know, if I had to pick between Darth Sidious and Yoda, it would definitely be Yoda because I think Yoda is more humble in learning from his mistakes. Sidious and his arrogance as he makes mistakes grows more arrogant and Yoda grows more humble. And the two of them sort of follow these different paths, trying to figure out where they went wrong in the past and Yoda's faith in people and faith in the force and faith in just the light side overcoming, um, you know, overpowered Sidious's belief in the dark side. And I'm very much a light side. I, I'm, I'm, I enjoy watching the machinations of the dark side, but I'm much, you know, if I had to pick personally, it would definitely be light side. I can't mean I like, I have a hard time in video games playing, like evil characters, right? Like I'm playing Mass Effect right now for the first time and I can't do anything wrong. I'm the nicest shepherd ever. Oh my goodness. Uh, let's see. We, let's see. We asked, I asked Aaron uh, who your favorite character is <clears throat> and why. Um, Brian, who's your favorite character? Um, that's a tough question and it sort of changes day by day. Um, it, it, it just sort of depends on what mood I'm in. Typically it's Luke though, I think. Or Anakin, actually. I think now that's that's a lie. It's not Luke. It's Anakin. I mean, I have a son named Anakin. Um, Anakin's journey and return from the dark side is one of the most uh, just incredible and moving stories ever. And watching Anakin's descent and his desire to try so hard to be 
to do the right thing, but still sort of fail is so heartbreaking to me that it's just, I really, every time I watch the prequels, I, I want to watch them and have Anakin make a different decision every time because I like him so much. But it's Anakin. And then, and then maybe like Jar Jar is like top five. Is that a Jar Jar over your shoulder there? Is that what I see? Yeah, that's my Black Series Jar Jar. There you go. I've got one around loose. I've got so many loose toys around. Oh, he's over there. But um, yeah, no, I really like Jar Jar. I'm having a hard time not just staring at your toy collection over your shoulder. We had Mike on earlier and he was in his garage. So they're just like a spillover of his, his extra stuff. And that's just fun to see. Yeah, no. So I've got my Ewok village up here. Yep. I've got my uh, 90s Millennium Falcon. Uh, that uh, Darth Vader toy carrier uh, is from 77. I wasn't alive in 77, but I acquired it later, obviously. And it's full of toys. And then I've got my um, that that uh, box, that Death Star box uh, is it's the box for the Death Star. And it's got all the pieces in it. Nice. Um, and then my Kowaki and Monkey Wizard from Galaxy's Edge. Um, yeah, th- that's just the stuff here. I've got plenty of shelves and toys everywhere else. So, yeah. Uh, well, so uh, Aaron, are you sticking around or do you got to head out? I just want to make sure that we acknowledge uh, your contributions today. No, I got to head out, head back to my day job. So um, I thank y'all for the questions. Thank you, Craig, for having me. It's a great time as always. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us, Aaron. Have a great weekend. Good rest of your day. You too. Bye, everybody. All right, I'm going to go ahead and head back to uh, the questions that people have hand raised, and we'll come back to the chat a little later on. Uh, Brody, you got another question. All right, so this is for Brian, and if you don't mind me asking, can we see the lightsaber that you built? Um, let me see if somebody can go bring it to me because it's in another room. But, uh, yeah, I will, I will text someone and see if uh, she can bring it to me. Okay, in the meantime, I do have one more question, though. Okay, go ahead. Um, what do you think would happen if Yoda were to join the dark side? <laughs> um, I, I do a Star Wars podcast, uh, and one of my old co-hosts talked all the time about what would happen. You know, he, he wanted Yoda to go to the dark side all the time, and I just I never really understood it. But I think if Yoda would have succumbed to the dark side, then we really wouldn't. You know, Sidious would have won, and it would have been complete. And the thing is, is that I actually think Yoda still would have worked against Sidious, um, not because it was the right thing to do, but because Yoda's probably more powerful than Sidious. So the Empire would probably end up being run by Yoda if Yoda would have succumbed to the dark side. But I love those episodes in Clone Wars in the fifth season, if you all get a chance to check that out, where Yoda really has to face a shadow version of himself. And all of the hubris inside of him and, and, and that dark side version of himself. And uh, it's pretty terrific stuff. Hold on. I, let me grab my lightsaber. Thank you. Okay. Let's see if I can get it out here. I don't think there's any batteries in it, but uh, this is the one I built. Uh, you can tell it was 
I really like the Obi-Wan Phantom Menace kind of vibe. And so that was kind of how I picked this. Is there batteries in it? Yeah, I know the batteries are dead. But um, the cool thing about the Galaxy's Edge lightsabers is they've got kyber crystals in them. And you can change the color of your saber based on the kyber crystals you buy. And I was torn between like green and blue because when you build the lightsaber, it's there's this really amazing sort of ceremony that you have to go through and you build it and put it together and they make you pick your kyber crystal. Um, And uh, I had a hard time picking and I ended up picking green there, but then realized that that was the wrong color. No, I picked blue and realized it was the wrong color. So I've got a green one in there now, but I've got a purple crystal and a black crystal and a red crystal and a white crystal. And I need to go back and get more. I really like the I really like the crystals, but if you get a chance to go and build a lightsaber, it's totally worth it. And the the storytelling around building a lightsaber is really cool. Yeah, believe it or not, I actually had uh, a few students. I think in every class that had been to Galaxy's Edge, and I was incredibly jealous that I had not been yet. Uh, but it was cool. Like uh, kids that I don't think had even seen the movies had had been to Galaxy's Edge, so that was their first entry point into Star Wars, which I thought was fascinating. Yeah, for sure. That that would be interesting. Does getting to fly the Millennium Falcon mean as much if you haven't watched the movies? It's fun, but I don't know. Let's see. Carter had a question. Um, how old was Yoda? Um, at the time of his death in Return of the Jedi, uh, he was about 900 years old. So through Phantom Menace, he was like you know, eight forty, eight fifty. Let's see. Uh, we asked earlier what would happen if Yoda joined the dark side. Brianna is asking what would happen if Luke joins the dark side. I think Luke comes perilously close to it repeatedly. I think he comes close to it in Empire Strikes Back, just the way his dad did. Right. Um, the thing I really love about watching the Star Wars movies back and forth. Um, or back to back as you can kind of see that Anakin and Luke went through the same pathway, right? Um, their loved ones that they cared about were in danger and their masters told them, do not go, do not, you can't, uh, stick to these attachments. You have to, um, ignore that and really do your own thing and, and, and listen to us. And they both said like, nah, I'm out of here. I'm going to go. I'm going to go save my, my friends or my mom in Anakin's case. And Anakin makes the decision to do that against the wisdom of his masters and ends up slaughtering a whole bunch of people on Tatooine. And Luke does pretty much the same thing. He takes off, he goes to Cloud City, learns a terrible truth to himself, and then ends up on Tatooine and slaughters a bunch of people at the beginning of Return of the Jedi. I mean, not all of those people on Jabba's sail barge were asking for it, right? So he comes very close when Lou, when Vader threatens to turn Leia to the dark side. And it's a really telling moment that he gives into his rage to go to defeat Vader and, and has to pull himself back and realize that compassion is where he needs to go. If he would have struck Vader down and become Palpatine's apprentice, he would have taken over the galaxy. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Have you all watched all nine movies or just the, the original six. So we did uh, 
the four, five, then one, two, three, six is what we mm. watch. So uh, we alluded to yesterday. I, I made sure they knew I, I was the Disney shill yesterday uh, and said, here's all the things on Disney plus that you can pursue. Here's seven, eight, nine. Here's Rogue One Solo, Clone Wars, all the animated stuff. Uh, but in class, we've only seen the six movies. Okay. Well, yeah. So that's what we have so far as common knowledge. I didn't want to get into it, but definitely seven, eight, nine really explore further Luke's struggle in Return of the Jedi. Um, so if you watch that struggle of Luke's in Return of the Jedi and kind of remember what it was that set him off there and then take that with you into the sequel trilogy, it'll serve you really well. So we got some more great questions uh, in the chat. I want to make sure I ask. Uh, Daisy said, Brian, why do you like Star Wars? Um, it's just one of those things that like resonated with me, right? Like, I don't remember a time in my life before Star Wars. I was like two years old, uh, when Return of the Jedi came out. And that's like literally the first memory I have in my head was my parents dragging me to a movie theater to see it. And it's sort of imprinted on my brain. And Star Wars has been my happy place when things got rough for me. Like I had a really terrible childhood and star wars was sort of like there not just as something to watch to soothe me but to learn lessons from and try to like uh grow as a person and that's the thing that i've loved about star wars so much is that as a two or a three-year-old i could respond to it and be like those teddy bears are rad they took down the empire but as an adult uh it's grown with me and sort of the philosophy and the lessons in star wars Um, have taken over as sort of, you know, the predominant mythology in my brain. Whenever, you know, you you, you talk to people and they have their thing, right? Whether it's they can compare everything to a sports story, they can compare everything to religion, or they can compare everything to whatever. Star Wars is that thing in my brain that I can relate anything to. And so um, just it, it, it makes me feel spiritual if that makes sense. That's a great question. Love the answer. Uh, Genesis says, what's something you wish would have been included in one of the Star Wars movies? I don't know. I haven't been for a long time before the sequel trilogy. My answer was, I really wish they would have killed Han Solo in Return of the Jedi. Um, Not that I dislike Han Solo, but Um, that was something that Harrison Ford was advocating for when they were making Return of the Jedi. And he felt that Han Solo sacrificing himself would have created a much better arc for the character. He, 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 um, you know, I really like what we got with the sequel trilogy though. So I'm glad that he didn't necessarily, uh, bail or, or kill himself there. As far as things to include, I've had like, I would love, I would have loved Okay. I wish we could have seen more Anakin Skywalker in the sequel trilogy. That's the, that's the the thing. I want so badly a conversation between Luke and Anakin. Yeah, that that's me too. I I wanted Hayden Christensen force ghost talking to Luke in the sequel trilogy, something fierce. And I mean, we got his voice, which was great, but not, it wasn't as in depth as I wanted. What the conversations those two would have had would have been amazing. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Lexi says, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? Whichever one I'm watching. Yeah. And uh, 
I mean, like if I had to pick my favorites, my favorite would probably be Return of the Jedi and then The Last Jedi and then maybe Phantom Menace. But they're all my favorite. Like whenever I'm watching one, I I'm like, I'm so into it, whether that's the classic trilogy, the prequel trilogy, the sequel trilogy, Rogue One, Solo. Um, I'm sure it'll be the same way when Rogue Squadrons comes out next year or the year after, I guess. Like, I just really like Star Wars and they haven't done me wrong in any of the storytelling in any significant way. And Star Wars, more than the story, where they make me feel good anyway, they release all of that, I guess, dopamine or whatever in in my brain and just make me feel awesome. So I'm going to ask, Brian, if you would just really briefly... Uh, let the kids know how many times you saw Phantom Menace in the theater. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to put the caveat here though, that, that um, I was managing a movie theater. I was 19 years old uh, managing a movie theater and I was able to organize the schedule so that I could get my work done and get my employees sent off and then go watch Phantom Menace on the clock. Um, so I've seen Phantom Menace on the big screen 77 times or 76 times. I want to get to 77, but I don't know if there's going to be another opportunity to see it on the big screen. It was 75 for the longest time until Force Awakens came out and they did the big marathon and I got to see it again for that. Yeah, they they were muted, but there was an audible gasp when you said <laughs> the 77. Like I said, I got paid for most of those. So, I mean, like. If you were at a job where you could go in and watch a movie like that on the clock, wouldn't you? Of course. Yeah. So, so no one's going to blame me for that. No, I, I just like hearing that story. Uh, let's see. Brody's got his hand up. So let's get his question. And then I want to go to Brianna's in the chat. Okay. This is a question from the chat because I'm interested in the answer. Um, who trained Yoda? So that's not, uh, who trained Yoda is not something we've learned yet. And even in the, whether it's legends or the, the canon, that's just not something that we've, we've learned. I assume there's a Jedi Knight uh, or a Jedi master, some, you know, seven, 800 years prior that, that trained him, but we don't know the identity of that person. And we haven't gone that back that far in the timeline. The closest thing we've come back in the timeline currently in in the the new canon is the high republic era and that's set about a hundred years before the events of phantom menace and yoda's around there and he is featured in it if you want to read the um idw's uh high republic adventures comics he makes appearance and appearances in those and he's mentioned sort of around um so are some of the other members of the jedi council as well that we know from phantom menace so there's he's not the only extremely long-lived Jedi. I'm more, I, I would love to see more stories though, about him training Dooku. Like that would be interesting to me. And I want to see stories of Dooku training Qui-Gon more. We got some of that in that Dooku Jedi lost audio drama, which you should check out. And uh, that was really, really cool stuff. Yeah, I would agree. I, I would also add master and apprentice to get a, a little bit of that. Uh, but yeah, any of that, uh, more Dooku, more, more Qui-Gon, please. Yeah. As, as much as possible. 
Uh, let's see. Brianna said, how do you think Leia would react if she was the first one to find out Vader was her father? I think she would have been much more upset and taken it a lot more poorly than Luke did. Luke screamed no, but I think Leia would have tried to kill him. Like Luke tried killing himself to get out of the situation. I think Leia, to her detriment, would have like gone full commando on him and just tried to take him down. I think Leia, it's interesting. I think both Luke and Leia are very interesting mixes of their parents. And Leia on the outside, because she's a princess and a diplomat, seems like she's more Padme's daughter, but she is 100% Anakin's daughter and she will fly into everything and blast grates and jump into garbage mashers and do whatever it, it takes because she is so Anakin's kid. And I think she would have tried to kill him immediately. That'd be fun to see. I'd love some of these just to be like what if stories just to see some of these scenarios. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I know Marvel is doing their what if show. So maybe Lucasfilm will, will pick it up. There are some um, Dark Horse comics put them out years and years ago called Star Wars Infinity. And they were uh, a series of three graphic novels. I think they're they're They've been reprinted now and they all have different sort of what if scenarios. The what if for a new hope was like, what if Luke wasn't able to destroy the Death Star and it fired on, on Yavin um, and sort of what chaos that would create for the rest of it. Um, Empire was what if Luke uh, died on Hoth and Leia had to go find Yoda and train. And then uh, Return of the Jedi was what if Luke turned Vader back to the good side sooner and he gets to help the rebellion. They were, they were really great comics and I love exploring those. What ifs. Uh, speaking of uh, Anakin going back to the light side, Annabella says, what do you think about how Anakin was on the light side, then went to the dark side. And when he died, he went back to the light side. Um, I think that's really the ultimate goal. The ultimate moral of star Wars is that, your path can take you down to some dark places, but it's never too late to come back to the light. And this is something that Lucas, George Lucas brought from um, uh, Goth's version of Faust, which is a very old story in an old book. And it's, it's about a man who makes a deal with the devil. And the devil says like, you can have all this power, but I'm going to take your soul. And at the end of the book uh, at the story, you know, Faust has that sort of deathbed, uh, conversion and goes like, no, I'm coming back to the light. You can't have my soul. And the pull of the light is so much greater that it outweighs the deal with the devil. Like the contract with the devil is less important than that. And that was really a chief inspiration for George Lucas in this. And I think that's a lesson that we all need to learn, right? How many times have we all been like, upset about something and not necessarily know how we're reacting or, or overreacting about something because we're caught in the heat of the moment and sometimes feel like, well, I can't just, I, I realize this is, this is dumb, but I can't just back down now because I feel like I've committed to this course of action. And one of the things I think Star Wars teaches us is that it's never too late and you can always turn back and that people will accept that to, to, do the right thing. It's, it's never the wrong thing and it's never too late to do the right thing. 
So on that note, I think we're going to, we're going to wrap up. We we're I think we're, we're over our time with you and we're just about ready to go to lunch here. So I just want to say on behalf of my class, thank you so much for joining us, Brian. Thank you for answering questions and uh, providing insight and just hanging out with us uh, today. No, it's my pleasure. I love that you do this every year and I'll participate as long as you'll have me. So definitely I'll, I'll pinch you in for next year already. Okay. All right. So thank you. Have a good rest of your day. Great weekend. Special thanks again to both Aaron and Brian for taking time out of their busy schedule. Uh, we really appreciate it. And as we close, we just want to say thank you so much for listening. If you would like to connect with us, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook, or you can email us at readingbetweenreels at gmail.com. And if you haven't yet, please join our Facebook group. It's a safe place to share your thoughts and discuss all things related to movies.